You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. You know, musicians are self-employed, Todd. They are, and indeed, I can tell yeah. you, as a mortgage broker, I'm also self-employed, and we have a ton of musicians as clients, which I think mm-hmm. is cool. And we have a lot of self-employed people as clients yeah. as well. You have a ton of musicians as clients. Yeah, we do. Really? Yeah, I do think. Do you want to name any others, or you I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going right. to name any names because that would break people's confidentiality. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Um, but I will tell you that we do have a lot of musicians, yeah. and I think a reason that musicians, you know, are coming to people like mortgage brokers. They've probably had a hard time with the bank in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this business, it is feast or famine, you know, regardless of any type of self-employment. And I think, you know, really having someone who understands their needs, wants, challenges, and can speak to it, I think is really important. Why do you say it's feast or famine? What do you mean by that? Well, I think it's the best of times or worst of times when you're a musician. But I think also when you are self-employed, it's the best or worst of times as well. Mm. So you can have ups and downs financially and other things going on in your career. So that certainly can have an impact. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons that musicians really love homeownership yeah. is they want to have something that they can invest into yeah. and, you know, you know, putting your money towards something and paying it down. So I can tell you, I talk to a lot of self-employed people yeah. and that is usually a goal. I mean, every Canadian loves homeownership time. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's a little bit easier when you have a nine to five job and a salary. Yeah. But the nice thing about self-employment, if you need more money, you, you can, can probably ma- just work a little bit harder. It. That's right. You can go make it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because you talk about home ownership and the fact that it's a dream for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was looking at some of the some of the large and there's tons of uh, huge apartment buildings in Halifax, as as you know. Right. And and I thought to myself, if you were living in an apartment your entire life, paying out that rent and you got into your into your 60s. And you wanted to retire. I mean, that would be daunting to have to be able to, to have no equity built up over those years, and to be to have to have that rent over your head until you die, right? That that would be more than daunting, right? I think it's daunting, and I think if you are renting and you're you're never going to own a home, what you really need to do is you need to put the delta, the difference of what you would pay for home ownership away, and have that as your is nest there egg, a difference and though? have that as your nest egg. But in this day and age, how much of a difference is there, right? You know what? Rent is very expensive. Yeah. Obviously, the cost of home ownership is very expensive. Yeah. The nice thing with owning a home, though, Todd, is that home will typically appreciate. And also, when you own a home, you're going to pay down the mortgage. So right. every month that goes by, yeah. your net worth should increase. Yeah. It just really hit home, though, when I because I know a lot of older people stay in, or a lot of, a lot of people are apartment dwellers mm-hmm. their whole lives. And, and I just thought, knowing being a homeowner myself and saying, Okay, I've got that nest egg for down the road when I need it because you can always sell that. And even if you want to move into an apartment, you can sell it and you can use that equity to pay your rent for a a decade or more Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you never have that nest egg of that that equity in that home, you always have that rent over your head. And that, that to me is, I just think from a financial planning standpoint, I know that home ownership isn't for everybody, but I would think if if it's possible, it's it's prudent at the very least to, to do so, right? And you know, a lot of people have a goal that they want to pay off their mortgage by the time they re- they retire. I think that culture has shifted a little bit. I'm certainly seeing more clients come to me before they retire and kind of change their 
financial outlook. You know, they might still have a small mortgage on their house and sometimes they're looking to take a longer amortization. Right. And I'm seeing people before they retire, you know, set up products like a home equity line of credit so they're set up for the future. You know, it's a lot easier to get credit when you don't need it. And I'm finding we're having some of these good conversations with people before, you know, they decide that they're actually going to go into retirement. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it just speaks again to the importance of home ownership. Uh, also on that, I, I during the talk show this week, I had a young gentleman call the show, and he was a good kid. He worked for uh, Eastlink, I believe, and, okay. he was, and he was talking about his job. But he was saying that that he, although he's doing well financially, uh, doing quite well, he cannot get to get. He he's a single guy, okay. So he cannot pull together enough money because of of, of obviously the the cost Housing of living, costs, all of it, and costs. he just can't get into a home. And mm-hmm. and I said, you know, it's interesting. A job that like you have right now, thirty years ago. You would have a, you would have had a house, you would yep. have had a car, you mm-hmm. would have been able to start a family, and all. So we are living in in different economic times, though. You'd agree with that, obviously. I would one hundred percent agree, yeah. and I think we've talked about it on our show, Todd. It's very tough for a single income earner to be able to buy a home. Really, with where the prices are right now, the average home in Halifax is somewhere around five hundred, five hundred fifty thousand dollars, which means you have to have household income north of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. So typically, that takes two borrowers right. to make it work, just for the average home. Exactly, exactly. So, do you have people come in sometimes? And you just have to have that conversation with them. You just say, look, you just simply do not have enough income. What I tell them is you can afford a home and, you know, let's say that they're making $50,000 a year. Right. You can afford a home somewhere around $200,000, but you can't buy a home in Halifax for $200,000. But the interesting thing is you can buy a home in other places in Nova Scotia, in more rural areas. And I'm seeing it. I had clients, you know, even the last couple of weeks that have bought homes in New Glasgow, they work at home. New Glasgow has kind of like a young, hipper vibe right now. There's some like breweries and stuff like that. And they made the choice to say, I need to get into the homeownership ladder today. And this is my step in. I'm going to do some work on the home. Hopefully that home appreciates. And some point down the road, I'm going to sell that home and maybe move back to Halifax. I like New Glasgow. Yeah, it's, it's kind, kind of cool. Kind of a cool area. Yeah, and I have some yeah. friends that live up there. You know, there's more of a community. There's a river that goes through New Glasgow. Did you know no, that? No, I didn't know that. I mean, there's a river that goes through a lot of places, Todd, but uh, um, there's a I lot of- know. I don't know if there's a river that goes through. There's no, a lot there of is a river out, le- like smaller areas, even outside yeah. of New Glasgow, that are you know even more affordable in, in some cases. And I'm not saying that the house prices there are maybe half what they are here, but certainly kind of in that downtown core of New Glasgow, yeah. where there are more amenities, yeah. the homes are very affordable. Right, right. And you know, for people that work at home, Sometimes that is a good solution. You need to kind of think outside the box. Maybe it's a different area of the province, and maybe it's not forever. Maybe it's just to get you into that homeownership ladder. Yeah, and the other nice thing about Nova Scotia, of course, is that it's not a massive geographical uh, province, right? Yeah, like what is it to New Glasgow? Like less than two hours or two hours, hours, maybe? Yeah, two Two hours, something like that. Yeah, and there's, and I mean, Truro would be close by. And I'm just using New Glasgow as an example. example, But there's other areas that are like that. Picto, in Nova Scotia. Picto, I'm Picto sure. Picto County. Yeah, 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 Picto County. I mean, that's all up in that same region. Yeah, so people, I'm, so here's a question for you. Would you suggest that somebody buy something to build equity to rent out, perhaps? 
you know what? I, you know what I'm seeing is I've seen people buy their first home as a true starter home. And we touched on this kind of our last show. I think prior to the last three years, first time home buyers were buying homes that were, you know, really at the top of their budget. They were buying their dream home as their first home. Yeah. And I think right now the expectations have been reset a little bit and people are buying starter homes as their first home. And what we're seeing is they're converting those starter homes potentially into a rental property and then buying a new home down the road, you know, when they can afford that home yeah. that's, you know, maybe more of their taste or more of their dream yeah. home type. Yeah, I, I, I honestly can tell you, though, it's I don't want to say I feel badly for or I feel sorry for anybody because you have to deal with the circumstances that you're dealing with. But I can remember being 30, 25, 30 or whenever, 30 when I bought my first house, whatever it was. And you could buy a house for 125, 30, 40, 50,000 mm-hmm. dollars, like a bungalow, a decent home. Maybe not, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, so I think it's it's tough is what I'm getting at here. I think it's definitely more challenging. But our home prices here in Halifax and really across Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada are still some of the most affordable across the country. It's really Atlantic Canada and the prairies that have pockets of affordability. You know, it's that Ontario, uh, you know, Toronto, Montreal, um, Vancouver, it's just really out of reach for many, many Canadians. And that's why we're seeing the migration here. Okay. What else you want to talk about quickly? You know, we're going to talk about what's going on here in the spring. I think spring market is obviously sure. one of the busiest markets of the year. So we'll touch on that. Okay. Sure. Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. We'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.